everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk with me, Jan Santos. And today, we have another special guest. I am actually excited because he's just an amazing person. I've I've seen his um, IG content and it's very fascinating. I have a lot of questions. I prepared a lot of questions for him. Those are my personal questions. <laughs> Um, he's a professional filmmaker and a photographer. Guys, we will learn a lot from this guy. He is so humble, so kind. Um, let's all welcome. This is a tricky part though. This is a tricky part, okay? I will try to introduce him <laughs> by his IG handle because we have this conversation of how to pronounce his name. Apparently, there's three different ways you can pronounce his name. And I, I want him to explain that <laughs> later. All right. So um, let's all welcome our special guest in the creative talk. Be the creator. So this is his social media, this IG handle. All right. And who this be the creator person is. Let's all welcome, bro. Please introduce your name in three different parts. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks, thanks everyone, tuning into the podcast. Uh, yeah, the Beat Creator is basically the stage name that I got thanks to the TikTok and all the fans that I got here. And I, I, all my names on the social media, they're called Beat Creator. My normal name in United States, I live in the United States, they call me Barry because it's easier to pronounce. Uh, in Europeans, they call me Barris because it's how it's written there. And the actual name is, I'm originally from Istanbul, Turkey, and the, the original name is actually Barish. It's a, a, a lot different. It's a lot harder to pronounce for everybody. Wow. <laughs> so be the creative. All right. So, so there you have it, guys. We have, come to think of it, we have three guests <laughs> for today's show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you Barry. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> Man, again, Barry, thank you so much. He mentioned that he's living in the States. He's in New York, if I'm not mistaken. And, he, you know, the time difference, we're in the Southeast Asia. Thank you, Barry, for spending the time to be here in this episode. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Uh, in fact, like, it's, it's a fun fact to say it, but I, th I think that 40% of my fans on TikTok are from the uh, Philippines and Southeast Asia and a lot of countries from that. Which is obviously like twenty thousand people, so it's a it's a lot of people. I love I love my Saudi friends. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's good. That's good. This is uh, destiny prepared it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Barry, um, I mentioned that I am very excited. Personally, I am excited in this show, in this episode featuring you because. Um, I took up fine arts, major in advertising, and I've been in the industry. Um, aside from branding, because you know that's the core of what I took up, and that's the nature of my business. But I was exposed to photography and and video. Although I was, um, I focus on media, so broadcast media. But you know, photography was the stepping stone for it. And I'm I'm a fan, man. I I check your content. Uh, I don't want to be so technical. Because, you know, our fans, you know, our, our listeners and our viewers. But let me just say, man, the colors that you use, the tonal value, it's solid, man. It's crisp. It's full of life. Let me tell you this. Um, and actually, that is our topic that we will be discussing later. It's full of emotion, bro. It's full mm. of emotion. And, and I can feel it. Um, guys, our listeners, our viewers... Check his IG because there are pictures there that are that have limited captions, you know, very small narratives. Because the picture, well, this is my observation, Barry. The picture mm -hmm. itself tells the story. And it's awesome. It's it's just awesome. And I'm not just saying that because you are the guest. I'm saying that because you know it. I'm captivated. Uh, to, to be specific, there's one picture there. Like um, you were you were standing uh, in the uh, next to a window, and I mm. think the the narratives of that picture is you're enjoying the city life, but you're longing um, to go outside. Uh, I mean, the countryside or something like a road trip or something. So 
Guys, check, check, check his content. You can see that I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy that you enjoy the content. And it's like, yeah, as you say it, uh, I don't have a specific uh, color fees like many, many others do. Like I, I usually tell, I, I, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, it's embarrassing. But yeah, I, I usually like to tell the stories with like, you know, all of the narratives and the picture itself other than the colors. Like I do enjoy uh, putting out a lot of colors. Unlike many other Instagrammers, they keep consistency with the colors, which is great for growth and like, you know, making it look professional. I, I appreciate the branding, uh, but I somehow enjoy putting out multiple colors, streaming a lot more emotions and changing the narrative. Like, you know, it, it's like an ongoing story. Like as, as, I, as my life in here in the US, like it's like an ongoing story. It's like a lot of progress, a lot of changes. So. I admit that I'm not super consistent. Even I'm a brand branding person. <laughs> oh yeah, well, um, it works well again because I'm a fan. Um, I love what you said that every every pictures, every content, even though they're you know they're different, they tell a story. Mm -hmm. And somehow this is this is why I'm so amazed because somehow they all are connected to each other. They tell a story, as you've said. And that's magnificent. Mm -hmm. But on the other on the other side, um, I don't find this a, a, a problem. But since you mentioned it, that each each pictures each content has its own color. So mm -hmm. for me, it works, man. It, it's very nice. But um, isn't that you know uh, a bad thing for for? consistency and coherency in, in terms of branding what's your thought before we start our awesome conversation yeah, yeah let me give you a quick insight like if you like you know if you're thinking of a growth perspective on instagram like a brand or like personal brand whatever it is uh having a consistency of color is crucial that's something like you know not to avoid like uh <clears throat> i mean after the posting very often the second thing comes with the <clears throat> color co consistency and aesthetics of the page but when you land it into like a influencers page, like whether it's a travel food and they all have like pre-custom filters that they usually design in other certain different apps like Visco or whichever they find convenient. They always design those feeds pre-advanced. And I, I admit to do that in my photography page nowadays, but like in my personal page, I usually like to tell about the story because it's my, it's, it's a personal page. You know, it's, like, it's telling my life, telling my story, telling my creative journey is like what I'm doing. And, and to be honest, uh, just like my life, like my life changes all the time. Like for the last five years, I lived in four or five different countries and cities. And just like that itself, like, you know, the city, weather, the life, it's, it's all about progress. So for my personal page, I can't keep the consistency for somehow. And I, I don't need to, like, I don't feel like I need to, like, uh, I'm not super growth oriented in my personal page. I'm more of a uh, keeping it authentic, uh, getting more engaged people with me other than just feel massive growth. Like, I'm not about that. I love that, man. I love that. I share that um, perspective also. I mean, nothing wrong with aiming to grow, you know, massively. But mm -hmm. if it hinders you making connection, being relaxed and just showing who you are, telling a story like what you've said, then, you mm -hmm. know, we're in the same perspective. I'd rather be in a small or medium uh, account number of followers mm -hmm. but then you can do and tell your story and be who you are i love that and i i'm i'm just amazed in your perspective and sharing that thank you bro now you mentioned that you know you've been traveling a lot and obviously you have a lot of things to do taking uh, photography in in fashion industry and and you know videos bro what influenced you or who influenced you to be this way to be this great person that you are right now um i know our listeners and our viewers are excited so please tell us your story barry yeah i mean uh let me start with the second part of the story the creative part uh i mean that's the most interesting part i guess uh when i first landed in the united states i was in san francisco that's where i started uh, I just happened to get it like a student there, um, just a regular master's student. But then a friend of mine that I made in there, she was from India. And then once we met, we had, uh, we hanged out a lot and she was taking a lot of photos. She has this professional cameras and I understand nothing about cameras back in then. Like three years ago, I understand nothing about cameras. And <laughs> we, 
I, I just try to learn a little bit. And I was a social media person back in then. And mm. we were really like, you know, we were traveling. She was taking uh, my pictures. Then I was posting them. Like, it was pretty good deal, right? And uh, w- like, I started getting a lot more interest on that. And the more I started taking pictures of my phone, I realized like, oh my God, they suck. And like, I wanted to learn more into that, but I really didn't find the courage to invest into this stuff, like buying a camera and like getting out of investing into gears and stuff. But one it, day when I traveled to Mexico, I- Bro, yeah. sorry, sorry to cut you short. It actually, it's not, you know, thinking of the lessons to equip yourself is one thing, buying the equipment man that's that's a lot of savings you need a lot of money to like buy a camera buy lenses you know and all those accessories <laughs> that's an expensive uh, thing to learn <laughs> and i and like the place that i was in that in that time is a lot different than right now right now i'm like more of a resident here i make us dollars and back in then i was a student i was like a tourist i have my own currency which is a lot lower than the us dollar even that i bought a coffee from starbucks it felt it felt bad like you know making a, like almost like a five star dinner in my own country that did that money exactly. with starbucks exactly i can relate to that i can relate to that like 500 dollars is like it's a crazy idea but like <laughs> if more i started to travel with those friends i started posting a lot more and just like in any other uh, opportunity something landed on from a central american country please and i never believed that it was real first then i realized like they offered me a free vacation this is actually pretty dope and uh, once i do that they wanted me to like you know uh, do some live streams do some like uh, photos like video video stuff like promotional stuff and i realized that was a thing then like three years ago that's what i realized that influencer industry is big First, I wasn't that opportun- uh, really hopeful about it because I thought it was like a celebrity stuff. Then I realized the micro-influencer reaches actually today. Like it's popping, it's huge. Like back in the, you know, three years ago, it was just like an opportunity that just sees my eye a little bit, maybe. Then I said, you know, I'm going to learn about this. Then I bought, uh, got the cheapest camera options and listed out and I bought this Canon T7i. It was my pre- uh, first camera I ever got. And wait, wait I got Canon, a, Canon T7i. Um, yeah. in, in the Southeast Asian uh, countries, it's it's the other way around. Um, uh, what is the counterpart of T, T7i? I think because in Southeast Asia, we have like Canon 5.50, like 550D, those kind. I think T7i is, if I'm not mistaken, that is the same camera that I use when I was in college. Wow. So. <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, that's like, a, uh, I, I, I would say that's a, one of the most affordable models and the Rebel series was cool because it was very cheap. And it got oh, yeah, that. it's the Rebel <laughs> series. Oh, mine was yeah. T, T2i, I think, Canon T2i. Yeah, T2i. That's the vlog camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very I, old, I it's very old, yeah. Yeah, but it is a pretty convenient for me. Like back in then, it was pretty convenient. I just wanted to learn about photography. That was all. I got the camera, and in the school, we founded a photography group. Uh, like both of us came together and opened a student group as a photographers. Then we got like 30, 40 people, like, you know, joining us trips. We did some photo walks. It's like, that's how I learned photography. I was, I was the hype guy. I was talking, I talk a lot, and I energize people. And, you know, I was the hype guy, and she was a photographer. I talk a lot and she just teach and like after all each trips, like people, people just go away and then both of us stay together and it's like she's trying to teach me more because I wanted to learn it. You know, we have this group. I wanted to teach people something someday, you know, and that's how I learned it. Basically, like with a friend, we traveled all the, across like states, uh, from southern states, from the west coast, to east coast, we traveled all the places and along the way we learned photography. I mean, I learned photography from her. And after that, I, I, I kept, I took it on and the journey kept on. I went to Boston. I studied there one more year. And once it's done, you know what happened. COVID hit the town and. Wow, <laughs> wow man. And, wow. And I decided, you know what? Okay. It's about time. Like it's, if the stuff going serious, like I'm, I'm just going to start this business because it was like when I was in Boston, this thing was going huge. Like I was really improving the social media was uh, slightly growing then and I realized my photos are getting a lot better than a lot better. Uh, I started getting some clients and I said, okay, I'm going to turn this into the business and 
yeah, six, seven months ago, I moved to New York. I started the, the LLC, the company, so I can, uh, you know, regulate everything, like, you know, business-wise. And when I took care of them, and yeah, I basically started marketing and everything, the branding. And it, yeah, it's like a six-month journey still going wow. on in the business. Wow. Wow. Such an inspiring story, man. And, and I love that you, you're not ashamed to tell the story that you were, you don't know anything about photography back then. You have this type of camera, yeah. Like wow. I, got, I, I, like I, I started with this man. Like this is like uh, eight hundred eighty dollars, eighty dollars. Like what was that? Is that a fifty millimeter? Fifty millimeter, yeah, the Canon. If you find it, the second-handed, uh, sixty, seventy dollars, maybe eighty dollars or so. Like yeah, and from that, it's, I upgraded to. I use a Sony A7 III now. Like I, I can't even back in then. Sickest video camera I could ever get in the market, at least for early stages and intermediate. Nice, yeah. nice, bro. Um, as a professional photographer, and you're in the A game, and you're in New York, man. The competition is, man. There's a lot. Um, what do you think? What do you think is, you know, is the main element? For a photographer, well, this is not, you know, included in the question. I'm just curious because you're in New York. There's a lot of competitions there. What do you think is the element that a photographer need to be successful? Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, let me touch on the first thing you said. The first thing you need to be you need to have is the realization that uh, you're not in the A game. <laughs> like, <laughs> First thing I needed to realize is we're never in the A game. The journey always keeps on, you know, the progress is about, progress is everything, man. It's right. like, if you think that you're in the A game, you stop, you stop working on it, you know, you stop improving. And that that's where you, you realize, oh, you're in the bottom bottom of the pyramid. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm not in the bottom of the pyramid with this uh, T7i dude, like I, I used to be like three <laughs> years ago. Like I improved a lot, I, but it's nothing, you know, it's like, if you compare me with me, like a lot of the other photographers, it's nothing. This journey still goes on and that's what inspires me, you know? Like, uh, that's what inspires me. Like, uh, it's always about like striving for more. Like, because in creative journey, creative creativity, it's not, not some like a financial investment business. Like, you know, once you made $100,000, you say like, oh, life goal accomplished. That's awesome. It's nothing like that, you know? Like, you may improve a lot. Like, you realize you, you achieve a certain level. And then you realize, oh, there's a more, there's more, and there's more because there's always other people that are better than you. You don't, like, so that's where you realize you don't compete with others, but you compete with yourself. And it's like you set a goal. You don't set a goal like in the financial money businesses. You know, you set a goal in terms of creativity. Creativity is a subjective field. So in subjectivity is a lot different than the objective side, like money. You, you, never, you never be sure that if you're the best or not. So I think the first thing you need to realize is like, this, it's an ongoing journey. You need to always be striving about more process, more progress and more progress. It's fun. And second wow. is have fun, man. Have fun. Like <laughs> that's what creative businesses special, you know, like other than being a, a lawyer and doctor, it's like they're all amazing jobs. I, and don't get me wrong, but like in, right. being in a business is like, you get to make the same money, but like, you're in a different cycle. Like you're right, right. most people in the creative field have the control of their own lives, control of their own schedule. Uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a more flexible life. If you're making a certain amount of money, uh, it's not the life you're only striving for the money, but you're also also striving for the freedom, for the happiness. You know, so have fun. Nice, have fun nice. It. Yeah, that's I, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, especially if you like what you're doing you're sharing your stories in your work. So, you know, your hobby and your business. Wow, that's something, perfect combination. All right, now, um, with that said, let's go into the main part, bro. Barry, with all those experience, learning curves, uh, you know, clients, projects, tasks that you've been through, what would you think um, is, is the element or what it takes to create an emotion-fueled photograph? What mm -hmm. does it need to take? What is the, you know, it's very easy to, um, I don't know in, in, in the U.S., but in, in the Southeast Asian um, countries, particularly in the Philippines before, when 
the cameras, there was a season where cameras were so cheap because there's a lot of models, you know, it, it's been mass produced, not like before. So everyone can get a camera, right? Everyone mm -hmm. can shoot. I think it's especially now, you know, power smartphones, you know, with, yeah. I, I, I saw a cam, I saw a smartphone yesterday with like five cameras at the back. <laughs> like it looks yeah, like a I robot. Mean, this, is, this is better than a uh, Canon Rebel C7i. So this is iPhone, yeah. 12 yes. and this is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With all those equipment that it's, you know, it gave people the power to take photos. All right. So how can you make a picture with so much emotion that it separates you as a normal consumer compared to a photographer? Do you get my? Do you get the point, right? Uh, if, if I'm gonna give you the scenario, just for the sake of our viewers and our listeners, if I'm, you know, if I'm just a, a a normal dude, and and I have this expensive, let's say the best expensive smartphone with a powerful camera, and then I take a photo, and then here comes a photographer who took a same photo of the same subject, and then I can say, oh, um, you're a photographer, I'm just a normal dude but I can do what you can do, right? But I believe that something is missing and, and that's a big part is emotion. So what are your thoughts, bro? What are your thoughts? It's not. It's definitely not the quality uh, after all. Like it's everybody has a 40, 40 megapixel. Everybody has that, like, you know, every single uh, quality aspect they need, they can afford it. Uh, it's not the quality. And uh, like from a perspective that I hate the uh, grainier images, but I saw a lot of more noisier and grainier images that have more emotions that actually mm. super sharp and like, you know, crispier, like, you know, landscapes <laughs> and stuff. Like, that's like, it, that's how you like, you know, it's really about perspective. It's really about patience. That's something. But it's also the, it's all about like what you're working with. So in photography, there's like, you know, I work with people. I work like, that's, a, that's something that is actually easier to capture the emotions uh, but there's also the feel of people like working with landscape, working with food, like things like uh, you have more flexibility to work with because the food's not going to move. Food's not going to mess your picture up. Like, you know, not going to make a mistake. It's right. you who's <laughs> going to make a mistake. So that's the easier part, but it's also the harder to tell a story. When I work with people, they are easy to make mistakes. They're easy to mess up their faces. Like sometimes like, you know, can't keep up emotions. They change so, so dynamic. But it's also getting multiple emotions all the time. Like, you know, they're, they're dynamic. So they're showing me a lot of emotions up to me. And as a photographer, one thing I like about my personality is like, I like, get, I like being friends with people first. I'm a more open box. And it's like, with the respect to the clients, like uh, regardless of how old they are, how, how are they style, I always become friends with them first. So I got a little chat over them on the phone, got a little chat before photo shoots. I always call the clients like, you know, at least five minutes further distance from the photo shoot spot. So we get to walk together. We, meet, we get to meet somewhere and walk to the distance. We get wow. to chat and the background, you know, I, I start to understand their story. Like, because I want to understand what this photo shoot should reflect for them. Like, you know, what they want to express. Like I used to be a dancer and it's like, uh, one of my trainer always says, uh, express to impress, you know? Like if you want to impress people with the photo, that. You gotta express the emotions that you have, like you know, you gotta express it, and that yeah, that's basically what I look at it. Like you know, get to know, know your subject, and then uh, ask them, or basically just see see what they're reflecting. Are they like how happy they are, or what's the story behind this happiness? Go deep, go deep about wow. it. Wow, well, um, um, in, in that stage that you spend with your clients and you get to know who they are how they came to be, you know, in a certain extent. Um, does that does that contribute in how you portray them and how you take a photo of them, how you do the photography thing? Most of the time, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously the concept of Photoshop depends on that as well. Like I, I'm always a fan of close-ups. I love facial expressions, getting close to the face. Eyes are always, uh, always the things that I love the most. Obviously like portrait photographers get focus on the eye, but like, I, I love like uh, having those facials, getting close-ups. Uh, usually a lot of people love their headshots. So they, they're not like in the clients don't love like getting super zoom in their faces. They don't like that a lot, but I'm a fan of that. Uh, and the angle really matters. Like 
the angle, like whether it's the low or the high angle, like if you're getting somebody else's double chin, like accidental, like, you know, they, a lot of things like in the, the, the angle you choose that might change the photo overall. Like you may, you may want to look at, make them look skinny or like may want to look them fit. Like, you know, it's always like, you know, something aesthetic perspective matters. So I try to take care of that as well as a photographer because it's my job. But as the personal side of me as a photographer is that I wanted to see the story like as a how I see it. Like, and I'm a man of positivity, you know? I, I'm always about like reflecting more of a good in an image. Sometimes even like, you know, some photos like, okay, tell a dramatic story, sad and all right. But like, I'm, an, I'm a really positivity person. So that's, my photos always reflects a lot of, you're gonna see a lot more smiles in my photos, a lot more different angles, but like it's, always reflect something good. I, uh, I always take care of like, you know, a lot of negative, negative aspects in the images, whatever disrupts them, disrupts the image. I try to like, you know, take care of it, uh, retouch if needed, like, you know, get rid of every disturbing stuff around. So get that perfect blurry backgrounds. Usually I use a lot of uh, sunlight, a lot of natural lights, you know, it's always adds some more emotions. I love working with sunlight. So that's something I can tell you with emotions, you know. If you use the sunlight in the back backdrop, it has a lot of emotions, man. And I, I love it. And I love it. Wow. I mean, a lot of the questions I prepared, you answered it already <laughs> with that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, just a follow-up question. Um, okay. Uh, this is actually connected to the part where I ask you about, you know, your basic tips about uh, our yeah. listeners, our viewers about, you know, engaging or starting their passion in photography but before that um is it important to you know to really focus on the equipment in, in this generation okay not not before when you were starting not before when we were you know still in, in college but in this generation and let's say a person wants to start a career in photography or even a a, a passion in photography mm -hmm. Is it very important or is it essential for to focus on equipment? And when I say that, you know, to purchase a camera or, and get get lenses all of a sudden, what's your take on this? Okay, yeah. So funny, I recently made a YouTube video about this and I talked a lot about that. Uh, but like there was two sides of question when you ask it. So the one side, you said passion and you said career. Yes, like, yes, uh, yes. It, different, it, it differs a lot. Like if you think about two different perspectives like that, because general public opinion, everybody gonna say, tell you the same answer. Oh, gear doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta be able, like, you know, just be yourself, just practice hard, work hard. It's like BS. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're passionate about it, if you wanna go in a hobby direction, of course, that's the answer. Like, you know, gear doesn't matter. Like, that's how we're gonna, but you know, that's also like, if you go into career perspective, uh, a client is gonna always look at you, like, uh, depends on how much you invest in yourself. That's true. a life goal, man. Like, true, if you're, true, if you're true. not in your job, you're not, ex you, you can't expect other people to invest in your business. Like, you're paying you more if you don't invest in yourself. Like, can you imagine if I go to a real estate shoot, like, regardless of how good both cameras are, real estate shoot and I'm coming with my cell phone and, and the client will look at me like, so I can do the same thing myself and I don't exactly, have to Exactly, yes, exactly. Why am I hiring you? <laughs> I come to the same shoot with this. Then imagine the client's looking at me, oh, okay, okay. You know, like, that's a lot of different matters. Like, okay, the outcome might be similar. Obviously not thrown in the phone, I'm not comparing them, but you know, uh, the outcome might be similar in terms of quality but it's, this, it's, it's about the perspective of the people who are you shooting with. Like, it's the client perspective. You know, like, if you want respect, if you want more of a, like, you know, reputable business, so career perspective gear matters, man. Like, you gotta invest in your business. Like, otherwise, it's not a business. It's just if you're freelancing around and you're trying things, you know? It's, uh, it's certain, it's like, if you're in your first year, I understand it. Start with the cheapest, start with the most affordable. I mean, I started with the phone, I told you about it. I was just traveling around and I was learning it. But once you start thinking about the business mindset, career perspective, that's changed the game. Like now you gotta invest a little bit and not each step you take, like if you're making a little bit more money, then you will have to invest it. It's like a, 
stock market, you know, if you make more money, you get a little bit of that cash out and then you invest more, you don't just get the money and run away. You know, if, if, it's, if it's your passion business, you got to invest in it. Right. And, and I totally agree, man. <laughs> your example was the same thing that runs into my mind. <laughs> imagine when you, like your example, imagine you, you show up to a client and, yeah. and, and the client will see is like, hey, why did I hire you in the first place? If that's the only equipment you have, I have like better than that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like it's, it's about like, you know, how you how you try to introduce yourself how you how you want to introduce yourself if you want more respect you have to have a little bit invest in yourself and what you do mm, and, and and i remember before um i have colleagues that share the same perspective like no you don't need to buy expensive equipment so forth and so on and then we were in a photo shoot in a wedding and then mm -hmm. there's two two groups of photographers hired And then, you know, but both groups were my friends. So, mm -hmm. and then when we were reviewing the shots, one of my colleagues that, you know, they believe that you don't need to spend much in equipment. They were like amazed at the photo. And they said, wow, how did you do that? You know, how did you create that shots? That depth is so nice. The, the depth of field. And then and this photographer said, oh, because I have this and I have this. You know, those lenses changed the game. <laughs> so there you go with your philosophy that you need you don't need equipment. Well, you can it works for them, yes. But to go beyond, you know, as you go beyond, you can do a lot of things with those equipment if you know how to use it. So it comes in handy, right? Yeah. Um Although, like, let me just give a give me a bonus. Okay, let me just drop a value on this. Um, so we're living in the COVID age, right? So there might be some cheap tracks, like shortcuts, at least in the beginning, early phase. You can't do this like a sustainable way, but let me give it a cheap trick. Like if you're doing like something like real estate, if you're doing food, if you're doing product photography, which a lot of people used to do nowadays because of COVID, people ship products, people like just get the food and shoot it. Then I think it's okay to some extent, like, it, like a little bit of cheating, like getting your iPhone 11, iPhone 12, the most quality phone, and just getting the products from the clients. They're not looking at you, right? You can just right, shoot it right. with all the ones and send send the images over, and like you can make a living for to some extent because a lot of people are gonna come at me is like, yeah, I don't have the money to buy the gears. I understand that because there's a lot of people like that. So you can start with your phone to some extent, but it, when it comes to like one on one, uh, uh, you know people to people work like porches, things like that. Uh, you gotta have a certain amount of equipment. Like you don't, like the client's not gonna understand the difference between Canon Rebel T7i or Sony A7 III, Sony S3, like they, they're not gonna understand it. So it's fine. As long as you have something like, you know, something solid in your hand. Like it's just, size doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> that's the joke <laughs> in that. But, <laughs> but you know it's like the call showing a little bit of quality still matters right, when it comes right. to that. and you know off. as as a consumer um as a consumer let's say i me i i would love to see you know uh photographers showing up in my events that they're you know so to speak dressed to kill right so they have the right equipment it, it shows their prof uh, professionality They're so classy with all those equipment. Um, and this is just my perspective. I love to see people, you know, if, if you see videographers, like like you show in your drone. Imagine when you're in a shoot and there's someone plays with the drone and I don't even know if they're going to use it or not, but I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed to see an equipment that I don't have flying in my event. It's just amazing, right? <laughs> Yeah, so like, let me tell you like a, a minute story about that. So I recently did a shoot like a month ago, all right? It was a, like, it was a, just a simple headshot um, for his like, you know, somebody else's like branding page. And then we, sh we shoot it in like a World Trade Center. It was an outdoor shoot. It was pretty good. It was okay. The ca I, I went with my camera. It was everything was fine. And yeah, the, he paid me and he said, you know what? I actually need some studio shots. Do you have a studio? I said, yeah. Let's go, let's head there. And yeah, we went to the studio. And then he saw my YouTube studio backdrops, like all the drones and lenses are on the storage shelf and stuff. Wow, that's a lot of solid stuff you had in there. And say, it's like, you know, I'm in the real estate business. Why don't we just do like, you know, a real estate, like, you know, a partnership, like you come with your drones and all this stuff. 
that happens. Like that's like, you know, like once they see the sh- like the top shelf, what, what items you got, they started to be like, oh, like, you know what? Like this is, this is not the cheap photographer, dude. I got, I saw it in the outside when we were shooting. Now his perspective has changed. Wow. Uh, that's it. doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have to buy everything on the store, but like some key items always matter to having like, you know, have in your pocket. Like, but uh, obviously it's totally up to someone's budget. It's like right. not everybody has it. Right. But if you're in the business, you're going to have some budget on the way. Ooh, I love that. That's knowledge bomb, bro. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that <laughs> wonderful story. Thank you. All right. Now, bro, any tips that you want to share? Basic, okay? Basic tips for our listeners and for our viewers that want to jump in photography. Floor is yours. Yeah. So are you asking me like give, give some actual photography learning tips or are you asking for business tips? Like which, it's which up to you, bro. Any, any tips you want to share, maybe in business or you want to share some you know, factual information in, in photography, it's up to you. Yeah. Whatever value yeah. you want to share. Got it. Let me start with the photography one. Uh, okay, so... The first thing I would say to learn photography, if you don't have a, like an, somebody to teach you, if you don't have a friend to like just go along and shoot like I did, I was lucky. So what I would recommend is like a lot of information is accessible. You don't need to read the whole book, but start with the composition tips. You know, like a lot of people start try, uh, always want to start with basics, like essentials, which you need to learn on the way. I saw shutter speed aperture. These are the basics everybody learned, but. Also start with the compositions. They, they show you how to form, a, like, you know, how to build a story, like, you know, like leading lines, the, ter- uh, the, the rule of thirds, like, you know, those are the very simple, like I have, I have a YouTube video about that. Like I show like five most easiest rules to learn. Like, you know, those, those kind of rules, like symmetry, we all know that, like, you know, rule of thirds, we all can understand it. Like we have the grids on the camera or the phone. These, those are so easy stuff, but they teach you a lot. I like how to place your subject, how much of your subject to have in, how to crop a photo, like, you know, everything like is possible by just learning those composition rules. It's like, just go and Google them, man. Like just go Google those rules or just watch my YouTube video. That will be also fine. Oh yes, well, like, watch his YouTube video for you to learn everything that he's telling about. <laughs> but yeah, just basically learn those rules, you know, it's gonna help you a lot to start, like get on with because photography is about composition. It's about telling the story. Everybody's gonna say something similar like this. and. To, te- to just tell a story, you got to learn how to compose the photos. And that's about it. You learn the most easiest rules to learn. And then there are like more than 20 of them. You can just take a look at it, everything. And then the second thing you got to take care of them. Once you start learning on the way, it's going to be the lighting to step up the photos. Lighting matters more than like, you know, everything. Uh, it literally writes the story. Like, first of all, once you start learning, you're going to have to just learn the rules and go out there, start compositions. But once the compositions, you're a little bit comfortable. The second element is lighting. Learn some lighting. Uh, learn, learn some elements like how you can do, use the natural lights. What are the bad lighting situations, ugly shadows. Learn about little things like that. You know, you can all like watch videos on YouTube. You can just Google these things. These are all available stuff. Like these are all easy things to learn. Other than just like, you know, try to understand all the numbers and like crunching numbers in your head. It's like, oh my God, what's the ideal shutter speed? Like what's the ice? It's like, Forget that. Like, you're going to learn once you get a camera. Like, you're going to play with all the things. It's like, okay, once I increase this, it comes like, you know, it's a little bit better. These are coming along the way. These are more uh, number stuff that you need to learn later on. But first, start with the easy rules and lighting. These are everything. And just the last thing to add as a business advice, if you want to go into the business side of the things, uh, go heavy with the branding. <laughs> go heavy with your branding. Like, you know, um, that's like, that was also something good I did and uh, also a bad mistake that I need to criticize myself. But I started as a branding photographer, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of that, I'm still doing that. But I, I think because of that, I, in the early stage, I forgot, uh, I, I realized I focused a lot on client building. I need to get more clients, I need to get more clients. And I forgot about my own personal branding of the business. Like, when I used to be a personal brand, I used to do heavy branding, but I realized that when I switched into business, I didn't do enough my business branding. So it was just about, I got a lot of, a lot of clients, but I realized along the way, I forgot my business branding. So it seems like at the end, you seem like, oh, this is a branding company that doesn't brand itself. 
That sounds super weird, right? So go heavy with branding uh, because at the end, like the, your name, your logo, whatever you have on the assets, those are what's going to left on people's mind. You know, that's going to be the catchy slogan. Like, uh, how you introduce me today? Be the creator. I'm be the creator. Like, nobody remembers Barris because Barris is just a random guy. But like, if you look at the be the creator now, I, I got, I got like uh, tens, tens of thousands of followers on TikTok, a couple thousand on Instagram. Like, you know, people knows the name, be the creator. Like people calls me be, be the creator because that's the stage name, you know, have a branding. That's how you in, get your, introduce yourself into the business world. And that's it. That is solid. Wow. <laughs> those, those, those tips are, you know, it's, it's such value there's so much value in those tips that if you really focus on it those are enough to get you started so thank you so much barry for sharing those wonderful wonderful tips sharing your wonderful story now we are in the part of the show bro that we will play a game okay this is not normal in in any podcast you, you will only experience it here <laughs> All right. the, we will play a game that has nothing to do with your background with your experience or even the topic that we talk about in this episode nothing all right the game oh, cool. is i will ask you questions random questions they are so random that you know it's just given to me by my team before uh, we start our conversation and you're not allowed to spend too much time thinking what the answer would be. The first thing that comes into your mind, shoot. All right? All right. Okay. So first question. Dun, 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 dun. Netflix or YouTube? Uh, YouTube. Structured or chaotic? Chaotic. Love or money? Love. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Uh, two animals. <laughs> Can I say two? Sure. Ch uh, cheetah, because I'm fast. Uh, bison. <laughs> I don't know the reason. It's just I love bison. <laughs> wow. I was, I was like, when you say cheetah, because I'm fast, I was like, ooh, powerful combination. Bison, and I was like, "What the heck will he say with a bison? Is he? Is it because it's strong?" And then he said, like, "Nothing." I was like, "What?" All right, all right. Next, the beaches or the mountains? Mountains. Okay. What is the weirdest food you've tried? Ramen. Oh, come weirdest food. <laughs> You never eat a soup with a raw egg swimming in it. <laughs> Sorry, man. What, 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 what was that? Can you tell the experience? What happened? <laughs> okay, so uh, I, was, I was in the ramen, uh, ramen restaurant, obviously, with my girlfriend. And the one, like, she made me to try. Like, I never thought about, like, such a thing. But, like, I didn't even know that exists. And... <laughs> The ramen that came to the table as like, no, because you said that, because you said that, you will not have any projects in Japanese. <laughs> well, that is true, but like that, that soup came to my table was like, that has like two raw eggs swimming in it. And this is like, you know, I can't eat it, man. But it's did so you? Bad. Like, but did you? Did you eat it? No, no I did. Like, I just. I just tasted it, but I couldn't finish it because the eggs were just like eggs. I don't, I don't like raw eggs. What was your girlfriend's reaction that you didn't, you know, you didn't try it? Oh, she already knew that I was gonna hate it. Like she was one <laughs> she just forced me to try it. All right, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that answer. <laughs> All right, next, next. What is your favorite weather? Summer, fall, summer. Okay, let's see. <laughs> okay, what is something that is always in your bag when you were a kid? Wait, what? Can you repeat that? What, what is something that is always in your bag when you were a kid? Hmm. 
uh, my Pokemon game. <laughs> I, I'm a Pokemon fan for 19 years, man. Wow. I, I am a Pokemon fan also. Who's your favorite Pokemon then? Pokemon um, character. Yeah. Uh, Squirrel and obviously Ash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the earlier stage of Pokemon. You know, I love, um, what's his name? Br- Bron? Bron? And, and his Pokemon is Onyx. Bra- oh, yeah, Brock and Onyx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's like old school generation one Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Mine what- is the first. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love Mewtwo. I love, I love the character of Mewtwo. So, yeah. All right. Have you watched the Pokemon movie with um, who's Ryan Reynolds? Uh, yeah, I wa- I watched like I think I watched every movie twice. There was like eleven movies. I watched every one of them like twice. I watched all show like all eleven seasons. Yeah, <laughs> finished so, every, the whole thing. Speaking of Pokemon, I um I can't remember, but I ran into an article that there would be in twenty twenty one onwards. Uh, another animated movie about yeah. Pokemon. It's more realistic, more dark version. Yeah. Is that true? It's Pokemon, yeah, it's Pokemon's 25th year anniversary. That's why they're launching it. Uh, ah. In fact, let me just show you. If you have like 10 seconds, let me just show you something that you're going to freak out over it. Sure, sure. Why not? This is how crazy I am with the game, you know? Wow. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Man, that's investment. You know, that's investment. I'm a, I'm a collector. I'm a fan. Yeah, people are investing in these nowadays. I got that. But I'm, I'm mostly a collector. I love it. Nice. Very good. Last question, bro. Last question. If you have the power, like I always ask this. This is the branding question of the show. If you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Has to be anyone, like anyone, global, anyone, like anyone. Life. It can be a, a historical figure, a family member, or you know, a, a character in history that is ancient, or anyone, man, anyone. If you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Uh, I will bring my my, uh, my father. Oof, man. <laughs> Uh, if, if you may, um, can, uh, I know I'm not supposed to ask why, but please, please share me some insights. Why you choose to bring back your father? Uh, I mean, it's obviously like um, the person I am today, uh, more active into the sports, trying out everything new. Uh, it's something I learned from him. Yeah, that's why. Like, uh, he was pushing me into the competition all the time, the competing with him. Like, that's always something inspires me. And it's my father, man. <laughs> There's no. Of other course, reason. of course, of course. I, I mean, and I'm sure um, he's very proud of you, your accomplishments. You know, such a great person, such a humble heart. He's very happy knowing that you're successful, and he's excited to see you going forward in your career. So I believe that. All right. So, bro, um, please promote whatever releases you have, your social media accounts, projects, um, events, if you have, or task projects, collaborations that you want to share. The floor is yours. Please promote. All right. Yeah. By the way, thanks so much for having me. That was a fun podcast. I loved it. And yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. I really go in heavy on it. And I, I teach photography and business tips in that. Like pretty much like the value I dropped it in the first 20 minutes. Like uh, much more is available on YouTube. And I keep putting tomorrow's new videos coming every day. I'm putting new videos like every week. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> like photography business tips. And I also have a TikTok channel. I mean, it's like they both you can find as be the creator. Uh, or yeah, uh, just put it be the creator and you'll find me there. You can go to my TikTok. I do a lot of fun videos about photography. Uh, I also have like, I almost have like, there are like a 60K followers on TikTok. It's really, really having wow. fun in there. 
it's mostly about photography. I do some fun stuff as otherwise, like, you know, just having fun, like TikTok style. Uh, that's about it. And Instagram will also be the creator uh, to see all my photos and I, everything I'm sharing, the story and, you know, everything happening here. Uh, if you want to find some value, though, go to my YouTube channel. Uh, go follow me on there. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be connecting with each and every one of you. You can ask me anything. I do live streams on Instagram, on TikTok each week, each week once or twice. Yeah, always happy to connect with everybody tuning into my channels and like, you know, engage. I, I love meeting with everybody. It's always fun. Yeah, guys, please do check Barry, be the creator. Man, he is such an amazing person, very humble. And I know, I believe that he will guide you along the way in terms of photography tips, facts, and, you know, the do's and don'ts. So please send him a message, connect with him, and be amazed. Thank you again, Barry. I am so amazed. I learn a lot. And it's just, it's just an amazing um, opportunity to, you know, listen, uh, and know your story, learn from your experience, your, your wisdom, and having a, a very kind heart, even though, you know, I, I, I told you that you're in the A game, but you, you said that you're not, and that just shows how humble you are. But in, in uh, let's say, in, in my perspective, man, you are going there. Keep pushing forward. Be an inspiration. Continue to be a beacon of light, bro, because you are. So thank you again for being here in my show, in the Creative Talk Podcast. I am so amazed. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, man. Glad to meet you. All right. So that's our episode for today with a very awesome guest, Be the Creator himself. Feel free to check us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, The Creative Talk Podcast. We are everywhere. And again, guys, be safe. Have a positive outlook in life. Smile and God bless.